we believe in being proactive communicators. Mm-hmm. We don't wait on them to reach out to exactly. us. We reach out to them. We have to remember it is the biggest purchase or sale of their life in most cases. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate and also team leader for Matt Smith Real Estate Group, the number one team in the state of Missouri and number eight ranked in the nation by Real Trends. Um, this podcast is a movement to give back to this amazing industry has given so much to myself and my family, and this is my way to give back to the industry, and hopefully you find some value from this. Um, today, um, we are going to share some secrets on one of the hidden gems of real estate, and that is behind the scenes transaction coordination. Um, and we have one of our amazing transaction coordinators, Katie Harold, with us. Katie, say hi. Hey, friends. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, you've been on the team for several years, and you are definitely a huge, huge asset to the company and do a lot of things behind the scenes in the transaction coordination part. And so I'm super excited to hear a little bit about your story, a little bit of your perspective, what transaction coordinators do, and more importantly, how they help real estate agents and other people grow their business. Um, so without further ado, let's uh, let's just dive in. So um, Katie, let's just start with in your eyes, if you were to define what does a transaction coordinator do, what is a transaction coordinator? Um, well, I guess like I get this question a lot from some of our clients just because a lot of times when I'm introducing myself, whether it's over video text or email, they'll ask me like, so what exactly do you do? And the best way I can describe it is I tell them it's like herding cats. That's what I do. (laughs) I tell them I'm like a cat herder. And if anyone who has more than one cat looking at you, Sean, (laughs) you know. Sean, one of our agents that we make fun of for having cats. He's a cat dad. Um, Anyone who has more than one cat can can tell you that trying to get a cat to do something that they don't want to do is definitely a challenge. And I say this with all the love in the world, trying to keep a transaction on track Mm -hmm. is like hurting cats because you are constantly making sure that all of the moving parts are on the same page. Everyone's following the same map and everyone is keeping in mind that our end goal is the same, which is to get the client to the closing table. Absolutely. So, Uh, It could be anything from making sure that like any emails, because there's so much email traffic that goes on. Like one of my key focuses is when I'm going through those emails, making sure anything that stands out gets over communicated to our client or the other agent or the title company. Mm -hmm. Just making sure everyone knows what's going on so they're never sitting there in limbo with a giant question mark over their head. One of the things, and why that's important um, is that if, like, I believe in asking questions to our clients, right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember back when I first started in business, that's that's how I identify gaps. And that's mm-hmm. where the growth is, is in the gaps. And so I want to hear other clients' past experiences, what maybe didn't go well, what went great. So I can do more of the great things and less of the not so great things. And the common theme, and I'm sure most people listening would agree, that they throughout the industry, throughout agents, is lack of communication. Mm-hmm. And I love that that's one of your focuses because that keeps the client in the know. It keeps them knowing what is going 
going on. And we believe in being proactive communicators. Mm -hmm. We don't wait on them to reach out to us. We reach out to them. So if they reach out to us, that's a sign of, oh, no, we probably should have reached out sooner. Mm -hmm. And so we have to set those proper expectations, let them know what that roadmap is, and just communicate with them so they understand what is going on throughout the process. We have to remember it is the biggest purchase or sale of their life in most cases. It's a big deal for these people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sometimes easy if you're a bigger team listening to fall into the trap of it's just another transaction, but you can't. There are people involved. It's their lives. And this is the most important transaction to them. And so we have to give it the same time, care, and dedication. And it starts with the communication that we give them. Right. And like, I, I do want to like specify, like I am not perfect. So even though that may be my end goal, it's still Colin, something clip that... that out so we can play that in the next team meeting. She finally admitted it. <laughs> just, just kidding. No, but like I say that because that really is what the goal is. But I also am very self-aware that that is not something that I am able to achieve every day. Yep. So it's something that we're constantly working on and constantly being aware of what we're doing. So um, that's the goal. If we're struggling with it or failing with it, we're going to know. Trust (laughs) trust me, we know. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But yeah, we just, we definitely try to preemptively answer any questions before they actually get asked. And it's impossible to do that Mm -hmm. upfront every time because it is real estate. And every transaction is different. Oh yeah. Every Mm -hmm. client is different. Mm -hmm. Every deal is different. There's moving parts all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. So it's impossible to always do that, but that doesn't mean that it's not our goal, right? And so that's what we attempt to do. Um, And you and the rest of our TC team um, do an amazing job at that. Um, it's, it's really, I say it all the time, it's the backbone of our company, right? It's, it truly is. And so um, without our transaction coordination department, without our amazing operations staff, our marketing team, everything that makes us who we are, we would not be able to do what we do. Agents wouldn't be able to do what they do. I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Like, and so I think it's really cool that we're opening up the playbook and kind of going behind the scenes of um, we, we talk a lot about having more sales and leadership. And I just think that this is a huge, huge key for a lot of businesses that could really create that leverage for an agent. Um, whether you're a single agent just getting started, whether you're a single agent selling hundreds of homes a year, you have a small team, medium team, large team, having someone that has Katie's strengths and having attention to detail, over communicating with a client and owning the under contract to closing process is crucial to your leverage, to your growth. It gives the client better service and it allows you to focus on other activities so you can go out and create more business and grow and scale. It's a crucial part of the transaction. Um, so let's let's talk about what are some of the common things that a transaction coordinator handles? So like a typical day in the life, like what are, what does that look like? So you, when we get something under contract in our company, we just hand over the file and say, here you go. Mm -hmm. And now it is your baby. You own it. The agent comes in and handles some negotiation points, but that is your file and you have ownership of it. Right. So, um, I mean, we'll get a file and, Uh, One thing that's pretty important to understand is that when we're getting files, we're going in blind. So we do have to play detective a little bit just to figure out, all right, what is our closing date? What What is part of the contract? And so we take the file and we make sure the lender and the title company has it. We run it by the broker to make sure that the broker is like, yep. This is in fact a contract. Like, yep. <laughs> you're good. You're you're one step closer. And from the moment we hand, like, submit the file to a lender or title company, we're pretty much making sure that every term 
in that contract is being met so that there are no delays, so that nothing's missing, so that everyone has exactly what they need in order to keep the process moving forward. Yep. And so we have almost like, um, I know this is like Colin's favorite thing, like a bird's eye view of the file, and we maintain that, but we also need to have the ability to zero in on 100%. those small details. It's a great analogy. And make sure that, all right, this is this is our bird's eye view. This is our angle, which is the closing table. What small things could be potential hiccups and how do we make sure that we are being proactive on that and not letting it get to a bigger issue? I absolutely love that. So that opens up so many. Um, I'm glad you went there because that's <laughs> so, so crucial. And like I wouldn't have thought to talk about it on the show. So I'm glad you brought that up because one of the gaps that I've identified in real estate is in theory – Mm-hmm. Right. I, as a real estate agent, write the contract. The lender does their part. The title company does their part. The inspector does their part. The appraiser does their part. And then I go to closing. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that is not how it works at all. No. <laughs> right. And so um, what we do is we provide a level of customer service for the client. Mm-hmm. We provide a level of developing that roadmap of what to expect and handling those problems in advance so they don't become they're still small problems versus big mm-hmm. large problems. Um, in addition to that, I would like to think, and I say this with respect to all of our amazing vendors, lenders, title companies we work with, but we also provide a level of accountability to ensure that they stay on track for our clients. Oh, for sure. And I think it's so so crucial that like we've had. Um, that's I'm not going to lie. That's. Um, been a difficult road to pave um some people didn't know what to expect whenever we were proactive Mm -hmm. and helping them assisting them with their job and they may have taken it as we were overstepping but what we realize and what we do our best to communicate is that we are partners in this transaction to help that client that's what matters most Mm -hmm. and so we are here to assist and we uh, we are very very proactive and over communicate and we want to know what is going on at all times so that we can help Um, exactly I, i think that there's just so many moving parts that we have to be that one that jumps in and proactively identifies those problems before they become a big problem. Right. And it's just, it's interesting that you say like people who aren't familiar with us Mm -hmm. or who don't work with us often tend to think we're stepping on toes. And when we are reaching out and asking questions, it's very much a Jerry Maguire, help me help you. (laughs) Like the more information I have, the more I can do something with that information. So what I love about those situations is at the end of the transaction, most of the time they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for all of your help. Mm -hmm. Right. But they're just not used to that because that's that's right. a level of service that we provide to our clients. No, they're really uh, like some are not used to having someone be a middleman yep. between the client and the agent. Even though we're associated with the team, we'll have some lenders who are like, okay, but so what? Who are you? Yeah. And it's like, no, please just let me help you. Yep. Like, I guarantee you, if you reach out to me, the agent's still going to know what's going on, but I'm going to be able to help you a lot faster yes. than the agent's going to. And probably, and because, and again, our model is different than some people, right? Mm-hmm. We run our model with very, um, a team model where agents go out and do agent things. And then operations does operations things. Marketing does marketing things, right? Like that, that's just our model. We believe that the client should be the center of all the things that we do. And that provides them a higher level of service because you are a specialist in the contract to closing. You, I would be willing to bet, I could, we could do a hundred question quiz on problems, situations in a transaction, what a contract means. And you would ace that test and half the agents would like 
barely pass, right? Not to say that was not a dig on the agents. Mm -hmm. That's just not what we focus on. Mm -hmm. The agents need to have a basic understanding of the contract and situations, but then they need to trust our amazing operations department to be able to handle the client, take care of the client from there. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that's just such a, that's such a different perspective. And ultimately I'm just thinking about what is, what is the ultimate goal? If I was to summarize what a transaction coordinator should do in a real estate company. And I think the best summary that I can give the role of a transaction coordinator is to own the client experience. How many clients, how many buyers, how many sellers have a bad or not as good experience as they could have because something goes wrong once they're under contract. A majority of them, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. What we try to do is be proactive with that and over-communicate, set those proper expectations, apply that extra customer service, those extra expectations, make sure those deadlines get, meet, get met, hold those lenders accountable, hold the title company accountable, make sure that we have the inspection done on time, make sure the appraisal's back on, make sure all of the deadlines are met, which mm -hmm. sounds simple, but in real estate it isn't, right? And, and to make sure that is done so that ultimately that client Mm -hmm. that is making the biggest purchase or sale of their life gets the experience that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And that is the key to an amazing transaction department is that that is your focus. It is not just another number. These are families. And if we do this stuff correctly, and we, do, we focus on the client experience, they're going to be over the top excited about their new home, which they should be. They're going to be over the top excited about them moving to another home, which they should be. Mm -hmm. And that's our goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit is um, we have task list and I'm gonna put you on the spot. Maybe you don't know exactly, uh, but roughly on a average file that you that you intake, mm -hmm. how many tasks do you have per file? Oh, I actually know this. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> so it does differ between if we're working with a buyer or seller just because sure. there's, there are some parts of the contract that are seller only items and there are some parts of the contract that are buyer only responsibilities but on average it's between 35 to 36 tasks and that's from start to finish so that includes we get a file and we start digging into it and we start our intake process mm -hmm. we submit it to where it needs to go to the actual like meat and potatoes of like we're under contract and now you have to keep track of all these contingency deadlines to closing it out with the broker so um each and every client, we're doing at a minimum 35 to 36 items to get you from under contract to the closing table. But I say minimum because some of those items we're checking on constantly, like that appraisal, for example. The appraisals are probably one of the hardest things to keep track of because it is so out of our control. All we can yes. really do is just be a fly on the wall and monitor and like nudge every once in a while, be like, hey, be what's pleasantly going on? persistent, be pleasantly persistent. Yep. That's a nicer way of putting it. <laughs> Sometimes that's hard to do. But, it, yes. <laughs> um, so that just reminded me, I wrote a note down the intake process. Mm -hmm. um, like if I'm thinking for, for our audience here, if it's an agent listening, well, why do I need a TC, right? So if an agent said, why do, why do I need a TC? Number one, first and foremost, you can't be great at everything, right? Like right. I'll take my experience. When I developed the team model years ago, it was because I had at one point in time, I had 42 or 44 pending contracts at one point in time as a single agent, pending, on the pendings board. There is no possible way that I kept up with all those deadlines. I communicated like, and I say this humbly and I'm being vulnerable to just share this as the importance of having someone like Katie on your team. I went to closings and I couldn't remember the client's name. 
That's how busy that I was. And that was an aha for me. I'm like, all right, this is not about the money. There's people here and I need to make sure these families get taken care of. And what could I have done if I would have had a Katie back then, if I would have had a transaction coordinator back then to enhance that client experience so that they could have had that red carpet service that they deserved, right? It's not just about closing the sale. It's mm-hmm. about the experience the client has. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but also I'm not the best at paperwork. I'm not the most organized person in the world. And most agents aren't either. And so one of the things that a great transaction coordinator can do is um, catch those things that are mistakes that are made often, either Mm -hmm. by the other agent, either by yourself, um, a change in the contract, a deadline that's misquoted, something Mm -hmm. to be a second set of eyes to ensure that the contract says what it's intended to say and it's accurate for the broker, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there's a big, big piece there, not only to make sure everything gets executed, but also let's make sure the paperwork is accurate. Mm-hmm. You would be amazed, maybe not, um, but most, most agents will probably be amazed by the amount of contracts that we receive from other agents that are incorrect, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I hear that from my coaching clients. And so it's just another another avenue of that insurance policy, if you will, or a safety net to ensure that your paperwork is accurate. And ultimately what it matters is if your paperwork's not accurate, can you really look out for your client's best interest if the paperwork, if the contract doesn't say what you thought it said? Oh no, like 100% no. Yeah. And so that's that's what a great transaction coordinator will jump in and help with. Um, And I would challenge you again, if you're an agent and you're like, oh, I don't need a transaction coordinator. um, Number one, just be open-minded. Um, if you want to grow, you need leverage and a TC is one of, one of the first hires as you're growing and scaling to give leverage to you, to your future agents and to, um, to your team and also enhance the client experience It's a win-win on both sides. Um, and what I think that we need to look at is how much time, energy and effort as an agent are you spending on things that are not producing more income? What we focus on as an agent, and what I realized years ago when I developed the team was I want to focus on the things that bring in income and allow me to serve more people. And if I can find someone, again, I'm not, I'm not great at everything, right? And I'm not great at organization. I'm not great at um, paperwork. Like those just, those, like, I just want to throw up. Like, I don't want to do those things, <laughs> right? That's not in my wheelhouse. And so I believe going all in on your strengths, all or nothing, right? I want to go all in on the things that I enjoy, that I'm passionate about, and I think I can help serve more people at that, at the things that I'm great at. And so why, what I believed in was finding other people like Katie that have skill sets that are great at the organization, great at the paperwork, that are great at the deadlines, great at the accountability, loves email. My emails have like 14,000 unread messages, right? Like I'm not a good TC. So you compare those two, but you combine those strengths. What it allows Katie to do is what she is great at, what she enjoys. And it gives that client the benefit of Katie being the one that is doing what she is enjoying and delivering that experience. In addition to that, it frees me up that I'm not spending 50, 60, 70% of my time, which I've had a lot of agents that I coach do time studies on. And if they don't have a great TC department, they're spending 50% plus of their time playing, doing CPR and transactions, playing Mm -hmm. firefighter, coordinating Mm -hmm. with the lenders, doing all the stuff that doesn't help them increase their leverage in their business and serve more clients. And what if, what could you do if you could have 50% more of your time back at a minimum, focusing on the things that you're great at, focusing on the things that grow your business? That's what a great TC allows you to do. It creates that leverage for you to grow and scale. And even if you don't want to grow and scale, say you're happy where you're at. 
quit pulling your hair out and working working all kinds of hours late at night. Find someone that is great at the stuff that you don't want to do that can deliver that client experience so you can have more more money if you want it or more time. Both of them are valuable. It depends on where you're at in your in your career. But a TC is a key, key hire for that. Um, let's talk about some... We talked about tasks. Is there anything else you want to mention on like tasks as far as what a TC does that would be relevant? Um, I mean, I think the biggest the biggest thing is that communication is that we are like, yes, there are tasks involved, but really what those tasks do is they trigger us to check in on where we're at communication wise on each part of the contract. So if I get a task telling me, hey, um, where are we at with title work? That triggers me to communicate with the title company. Do we have title work? Does the Has the client received a copy of their title work? Sure. Does the lender have the title work that they need for the loan? So, and that could apply to appraisal or, or loan or anything. Those tasks are tasks, but they trigger us to make sure that everyone's communicating on the same page. I love it. I love it. Um, we talked about a little bit about red carpet customer service. I think that's so crucial. If you're a real estate agent listening or you're a, maybe you're a TC listening, um, I th- hope you get value from this. I think that it's important to realize, again, your goal is to lay out the red carpet for the clients. Um, don't just fall in the habit of, well, I, I sent them an email and they didn't respond. Was the goal to send them an email or was the goal to inform them? There's a difference, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to make sure that it was received, that it was understood, that it was delivered professionally, that it was delivered in the right timing, the right tone, et cetera, right? There's customer service involved with transactions, um, way more so than just checking a box, right? And so I think where I see um, transaction departments that from across the country and and maybe some of our own personal gross is that um, where it doesn't work as well as it could is if we fall into the trap of, well, that's not my problem, number one. Number two is we just check a box, right? And we have to realize, and that's one of the things that we do great, and we've, we've it's been a focus for a while in our organization, and I love the, the growth that we've had in that, is to be more personal with our clients. Um, one of the things we implemented is... Um, Sorry, Katie, but less emails and more video text, more phone calls, more mm-hmm. personalized communication so that we get to put a face with a name. Right. And we get they get to understand they're in good hands and who they're talking to. And it helps develop that relationship other than just the agent, because here's where here's where it could go. Let's talk about where it could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this is something that full transparency. We are working on improving right now. I had a meeting um, three days ago. Some recently, um, I don't know what day it is right now, but recently I had a meeting about how we're going to improve this in our own organization. And is um, some aid, newer agents had brought it up and some TCs had brought it up, both in a very helpful way. Right? We believe in feedback in an organization. And one of the things that were brought up was we don't have very, very clear lines on what an agent does and what a TC does. Mm-hmm. And we there's a little bit of blurred lines and, and a gray area there. And so what we are developing is a very clear line. Mm-hmm. And as a TC, you don't step over. And as an agent, you don't step over. We trust each other. And this is what's best for the client. Now, that being said, there are exceptions to rules. Right. Real estate, every transaction is different. Mm-hmm. But my rule of thumb is 80% of the time, this is the line. Don't cross it. Now, is there exceptions? Of course there are. Mm-hmm. Are there things that need to be different than what's on the list? Of course there are. Mm-hmm. But 80% of the time, we're providing clarity of this is what a TC does, this is what an agent does, and this is the way we do it as an organization, period. 
mm-hmm. right? I think we're as we've grown in scale, what we've learned is sometimes a say Katie is a TC and Colin's a TC. Well, Colin develops his way, Katie mm-hmm. develops her way, and then they each have their own agents, and then they develop a different way with each agent, and then it just gets too blurred across. Mm-hmm. Not to say that we don't need to have, hey, Colin's agents prefers a text versus an email. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem, right? Like, But whenever the, the core process gets adjusted too far and too many moving parts as we grow, as we scale with a bunch of new agents, as we scale in new locations, we need that clear, clear line of here's what you do, here's what you don't do. Right. And I think that that will really, really help if you're if you're getting a TC is you need to develop what that process is. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that? Um, no, I think you pretty much said it because they're like. My agents, I love them, but I'm also very much like I want I don't want you to worry. Yes. Unless I am reaching out to you. Like if, if I need you to worry, I'll tell you to worry. Exactly. Yes. Like for like so it's very different with the client like with my agents i'm very much like no news is good news yep. just trust me with the clients it's very much like everything's going great we're just hanging out waiting for stuff but with the agents i'm like unless i'm reaching out to you in like full blown panic like we're good yep <laughs> we're good and i think i think that goes to that's meeting personalities right mm-hmm. and i think that's where some of the the adjustments can be made meaning mm-hmm. that that doesn't need to be a clear line um, that mm-hmm. can be a preference of communication style that we right. can adjust to um, cuz as an example if i'm an agent and you're my tc I hope I can trust you because I'm putting all my eggs in your basket. <laughs> I'm going out to get more. I'm going to hunt. I'm going mm-hmm. to get more. I'm going to change more lives. I'm going to help more people. And so here you go. Let me right. know if you need me. But if not, I'm going to keep running. Right. But there's some people that have the personality of they they have baby bird syndrome, mm-hmm. right? They're the mama bird over the nest and they just want to check in and make sure that everything's mm-hmm. going right. And I think there's a two parts there. You need, you need to develop that relationship between the agent and TC mm-hmm. um, to have that trust. Right. Right. But then also different people need communicated with in different ways. And so a recommendation that I might make is those agents that have that need that they want to be communicated with, mm-hmm. just BCC or CC them in the communication with the client when you're letting them know what's going on. So they're a part of it. And right. they know that, hey, just want to let you know, no news, but everything's going good. If you need anything, let me know. Right. Right. Just over communicate that. And I think that could help eliminate some of that. Also. Right. And like some of my agents, they are CC'd on all the emails just they just, just don't read them. They just don't read them. So if anything <laughs> sounds does, familiar. If anything does ever pop up, whether it's good or bad, I'll take a screenshot of the email and text it to them and yep. be like, "Just so you know where we're at, this is done." Perfect. And that way, it's like, because some agents' phone calls really scare them. For me, <laughs> phone calls also really scare me. So yep, I've I've kind of found a way to like okay so i love it yeah i love it i'm like they don't like email because they're not going to read the email because nope. it's probably you i know you enough that most of the time you keep all the emails in the same thread oh yeah and, and so I've yeah never so delete, if, i've never deleted an email yeah and so if the agents are going through there's like 48 emails that they have to go through to find the right one and mm-hmm. you know if they're in a rush between appointments i totally get it. so i love that that you take a screenshot of what you sent and said hey just so you know or i even take a screenshot of what we received yep. like if we're if there's something that's going back and forth. Sure. I'll take a screenshot of be like most recent response. Get your popcorn and like that. send it to them. Um, Colin, I just had an idea. Um, what if, let's uh, in the spirit of con- contribution and providing more value. Mm-hmm. What if we were to share with for those people that reached out um, about this episode? If you're watching this, maybe we can link it in the show notes. We could just do a copy of. Um, we can make a unbranded version of our task list. Mm-hmm. If someone's interested in what does that look like um, to share that to help help other people. 
Absolutely. It'll be in the comments. Awesome. Hopefully that'll be benefit. I think that may be helpful for some people is like, here's what is a, what does a task list look like? Well, mm-hmm. we'll give you a template of, of kind of the basics of what it looks like, what we have found it works for us. Cool. Um, personal success stories is a list thing on here. Did you have some success stories you wanted to share? I have one that's kind of been my favorite. Um, Let's hear it. So do I say names or, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember specific i remember the agent that i was working with um he had sold a house out in like the st louis area okay so it was with jim and uh-huh. his jimbo cl- jim jimbo um, he wears suspenders so he can't be jim he has to be jimbo that's the rule <laughs> he went to a final walkthrough with our buyers and the buyers recorded a video on his phone saying thank you to me at their final walkthrough yeah. so that was really cool that's the first and only time that's ever happened that's awesome and it did bring like a little a little emotion i have a heart so i love it but that's probably one of my favorite ones because it was totally unexpected i was like why is Jim sending me a video yeah. and then I watched it and it was really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I love, I love that. Um, you got that fulfillment of, because what you do, you, you probably, a lot of times TCs have like a, I don't want to say a thankless position. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to kind of see the end result. You're not mm-hmm. at the closing, you're not handing the keys over. Right. Right. And so I love that you got that recognition. Um, and I love that, how that, how that made you feel. Um, because that's just so you know, you do that for all of the clients. You just may not always get that video, mm-hmm. right? Like right. that's what you do. When I say that the TCs are lifeblood, like it's a huge part of what we do here. Um, and our core focus here is changing lives. That's what we do every single day. And like without you and your department, we would not be able to do it at the level that we do. Mm-hmm. So um, you should realize that every time one of you have a closing, you had that same impact. Mm-hmm. But I love that the client thought to do that. Oh I remember, no, that was like the coolest thing. They yeah. like made him record a video and yep. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. Um, I remember being an agent in like one of the things that I prided myself on was giving thoughtful closing gifts when I was mm-hmm. an agent. Right. Is that, um, I, I wanted to thank them and I wanted to, they had a dog, they had kids. Like I, I thought through what to give them that was relevant. Um, and I remember getting closing gifts from clients and I'm like, you're giving me a closing gift and they're more thoughtful than the one I gave you. So I know exactly what you're, what you're talking about. And it just, it's a really good feeling and it mm-hmm. makes me want to do it more of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, Katie, is there anything else that you want to kind of hit on? I don't know. Cause I feel like we've covered a lot and, um, some of like what I've been saying is kind of pretty redundant because it all goes back to the same thing. And that's what we were talking about, about the client experience mm-hmm. and what our end goal is and just, making sure that we're in over communication. I mean, if you wanted to boil down everything that we do, it all stems back to over communicating so that the client's happy and it's a smooth transaction. Absolutely. I got a question for uh, new TCs or struggling TCs. Do you have any tips for Mm. uh, working with difficult agents? Um, Difficult agents. I'm going to add to that or difficult clients. uh, So putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do two parts. Is it, is it drink a lot of wine? Is that your answer? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so for when it comes to difficult agents, I think the best way to ever really try and get any kind of resolution is to just make sure that you're approaching it from you and I both have the same end goal in mind. So this is what, if I'm 
reaching out to you in this manner or you feel like I'm nagging you or trying to be like a mother and like harassing you for things, it's because these are items that are definitely needed. These are items I can't do on my own. These are items I need your help with. And I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm doing it to make sure that our client gets to the closing table and there's there's no problems. So as long as we, I feel like as long as you come from that approach, like we're both trying to do the same thing. I'm not coming at you to attack you. I'm reaching out to you repeatedly because no, this is something I really need your help on. And I think that applies to with a TC to an agent, also with a lender or with, mm-hmm. a, with an appraiser, with a title company, with mm-hmm. a vendor that maybe is making repairs, any of those things is that, um, and I say this and this, it's so parallel with sales to customer service and sales are, are almost one in the same. And so what I mean by that is I say this a lot in sales. It is your job to get on the same side of the fence as them. You don't need to argue. You don't need to be combative. You don't like we're trying mm-hmm. to accomplish the same thing. Like we're on the same team here. I want what you want. Mm-hmm. I want what's best for the client. You want what's best for the client. I'm just trying to help you get there. So I want you to first and foremost realize, Katie, that I'm on the same side. We're on mm-hmm. the same team. Like we have the same goal. And so I love that that's where you start is that sometimes you just have to, we need that reminder because it can mm-hmm. feel as an, and just again, let me put, play devil's advocate as an agent. Um, agents are unorganized. Mm-hmm. Um, they are on the go. If they're productive, they're on the go constantly. They live out of their cars. They live off their phone. They're between this showing, then this walkthrough, then this inspection. And then they got to call this lead. And like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a constant whirlwind versus as a TC, your head down focused in your environment in the, in the desk in the office right and so it's it's easier for you to stay organized because of your environment um and it's way less reactive than an agent at times Mm -hmm. um and so it's easy for you to be on top of things and the agent to be busy for three hours and they come back and they're like holy cow katie's texted me three times like what's going on why is she Mm -hmm. mad at me Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so i I see how that miscommunication comes in and where the agent could be like oh no where did i drop the ball in reality you're just like no i'm just trying to help i'm trying to be right right yeah, and that. a lot of times, like you say, we're not trying to be combative. Like if we do question, like I know if I if I do get an email from a title company or a lender that I don't understand and I come back and I'm questioning it, it's mm-hmm. because I'm trying to get a better understanding so I can explain it to the agent when they do have a chance to catch up to me so that the agent and I can communicate that to the client when we have a chance to get to them. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure that I have as much information as possible so that I can communicate it for sure and pass on like a message. Otherwise it's like a game of telephone. Yeah. It just gets funneled down and funneled down and then the message gets diluted. A hundred percent. It does. It gets diluted and it's not even the same message. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I love it. Um, Colin, is there anything else? I think that's it. Awesome. Solid information. Yeah, this is great stuff. Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, and guys, if, if I hope you got value from this. Um, I know I want to re, restate a couple of things. The goal of a transaction coordinator is to own the client experience. If you can have the client experience elevated, you are going to get more clients, more repeat, more referral business, and it's going to allow you to create leverage in your business, in your life, so you can go and have more time or grow more sales. It is so crucial. It's an important part of our business. It's one of the things we focus on consistently. And you heard me say it here. It is the lifeblood and is the foundation of what we do. Without a great transactions department, 
We would be spinning our wheels. You can make all the sales in the world, but if you can't keep the deals together, you don't communicate, you don't deliver a great client experience, it's all for nothing. And so if you're on the fence about getting one, if you're wanting to know, hey, how important is it? It's so important that you're constantly improving and growing your transaction department. I really think if you're an agent that is selling more than 10 houses a year, you need a TC, period, right? So it starts there all the way up to teams of hundreds of agents. You need an amazing TC department. Um, it's such a crucial part of your business. And I hope you got some value, some alignment, some tactical takeaways. And like we said in the show notes, we will link the, um, the task list that we use. We'll make an unbranded version so that you can have that to get, get you a fresh start. Maybe use it to compare to what you have to maybe improve. Um, and hopefully that'll be a value to you. So guys, as always, this is a movement to give back. All or nothing in real estate is not a way for me to make money. It's not a way for me to do anything other than to provide value and give back to the industry has given so much to me. So if you found value from this, share it with a friend. We're trying to grow this movement. We're trying to help more people. You guys constantly are sharing it. We are constantly seeing more downloads, more views. And so thank you for helping us get the message out, but don't stop. Keep going. Let's help more people. Let's change more lives. And thank you so much for watching. 